0: Welcome in to the Big Ten Previews and Projections show for Mason Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am Luke, you joined by Anthony Broom for our 13th show. Almost the last one, we're going to be taking a look at Michigan on August 23rd. Make sure you stick around for that one. It's going to be a little deeper dive than the other 13 shows that we've done. And today is most certainly the day all Michigan fans have been waiting for as we take a look at the Ohio State Buckeyes, just very endearing uh, to the Michigan fan base. But as the listeners have voted, no surprise here, Anthony, number one in the Big Ten, according to you, the listener. I can already foresee there are going to be people who go,
1: this is a Michigan podcast feed. How dare you? How dare you devote time? to the Ohio state Buckeyes. And to that, I say,
0: fair point, but it would have been kind of a good troll to, to do 13 out of the 14 big 10 teams. And just I mean, can we, can state we just off. do this
1: episode and say they're probably running the table and going to the playoff again? All right. Thanks. Good night. Follow us on Apple, Google, Spotify. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be fair. We, we, we're here to see this through. I, I think that, I think it's helpful for us to do a show like this because we, so we have it in our heads and, and this episode might go a little bit longer just because we're, this is basically group therapy for us. Now we're all here okay. together sharing this, this, this same experience. So we have it all in our heads that up oh, it's going to be another year where Ohio state just comes to Ann Arbor and sandblast them. There'll be some batterings of red maybe on the field, but also in the stands. So that's going to be annoying. But I think that we need to do this to kind of we have to frame this episode in a way to talk ourselves into, if not Michigan having a chance to beat them, that this team is mortal and that they can bleed. And to quote the great Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator, if it bleeds, we
0: can kill it. I love it. I love it. And it's it's bled at least once uh, the last few years, last year, seven and one. Didn't bleed until the national championship game, but Alabama was just it was just gonna be what it was at that point. You had, you know, tough Borland and Pete Warner out there trying to cover Devontae Smith, and it just wasn't <laughs> wasn't gonna work, man. Uh, last five years they went 56 and seven. They're under head coach Ryan Day, entering his fourth year. He's a smooth 23 and two overall. I mean, what can you say? They win a lot of football games. You know, it is what it is. Offensive coordinator, Kevin Wilson, he's been there since 2019. Defensive coordinator, Kerry Coombs, uh, just came over, I believe, last year was his uh, first year at the helm for Ohio State. We've been so, there for a long time before that as a position coach. I mean, the old joke used to yeah.
1: be that uh, Kerry Coombs basically had an office at Cass Tech for as much yeah. time as he spent in the city. Spent, he spent a year with uh, the Titans, though. A couple of years back in 2018, I believe he did. I also believe he was on Luke Fickle's staff at Cincinnati for a bit. Okay, so he, he's been around. But Kerry Coombs is the guy. I think this is a, this is kind of a big change for them because I know that a lot of you give up 40 or you give up 28 points to Clemson, then you get blown. You know, Ohio State's a type of program where you get blitzed by anyone in any capacity. They make a change. So Ohio State goes from it being kind of a co-defensive coordinator thing of Kerry Coombs and Greg Madison to where now Greg Madison is no longer with them and it's,
0: it's Kerry Coombs show. So, um, and I mean, you take a look at the defense last year, man, it was nothing to write home about what 59th total and 122nd pass defense,
1: worst pass defense in the big 10. Now they stopped the run. They were six nationally, second in the big 10 scoring defense was 43rd. It's good for fifth in the big 10. Well, this Ohio state team, when you look at who they played last year, they gave up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. You know, to your, I mean, 25 points isn't a ton, but 25 to Penn State. Rutgers, Rutgers scored 27 on them. Indiana scored 35. And then we know what happened, you know, in the last game. But again, we're kind of poking fun of at them for having a linebacker on Devontae Smith like Michigan hasn't had that happened in, in
0: situations. That like, was, that uh, was Mike McCray on KJ Hamler vibes for the <laughs> entire game. Right. Um, no one was stopping that guy last year, but no,
1: yeah, this is uh, offensively. They were what they've always been. They were 11th nationally in scoring. They were eighth in rushing. They were 37th in passing seventh in total offense. Uh, all those marks are good for top three in the big 10 in all of those categories. And because it's been, because it's been such a narrative of of this whole series. Got to talk about that turnover margin too. They were plus 10 on the year, which is first in the big 10 and third nationally. So they had the good luck too. I mean, which is not surprising because they have a pact with Lucifer himself signed and sealed in the blood of whomever. This is a program that when it JK Dobbins fumbled an oblong object, something that's not supposed to bounce straight back up to you. It came back right into his hand, like captain America's shield.
0: And he just kept running,
1: kept running too. It was like, he ran for a first down. So this program has been, you know, if Michigan has been a snake bitten program, Ohio state has been
0: the exact opposite of that. What, what is the exact opposite of snake bitten? Like you just stumble. You're just like a drunk idiot that stumbles upon a Trevor treasure chest. I like you're like a drunk who gets thrown You're like out Johnny room. Depp and pirates of the Caribbean. Just, you know, stumbling on a, on a shipment of rum on a deserted Island. Pretty much. That's, a, <laughs> that's a great comparison. That's a great job on your part. So uh, it, 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 bad news for Ohio state here this year, they lose Justin Fields. Good news is for their new quarterback. They're returning their entire offensive line in their top two pass catchers. Yeah. Chris Olave comes back.
1: He could have been probably a first or
0: second round NFL draft pick. Why the hell did he come back? Like, is it just to torture guys like us? Did they just find pleasure in that? Yes. Next. <laughs> yeah. Garrett um, Wilson also coming back. Like everyone's like Chris Olave, 729 yards, seven touchdowns. Garrett Wilson had 723 yards and six touchdowns. Like, I have no idea who it's going to be. It's either going to be CJ Stroud sounds like he's going to be the guy, but like, is it possible that I don't, it's not possible. Quinn Ewers takes his job, right? Well, no, they got a pretty classifying cool... to this year. He's coming to campus. He's going to be with the team, but th- there's no most... way he can get the playbook down in that time. Right. Oh, most people have, have, have CJ Stroud and Jack Miller as kind of like those top two
1: guys right now. Then Kyle McCord comes in this year, who I believe was a five-star guy. Um, there's, there's been a lot of Kyle McCord versus JJ McCarthy, like debates on the recruiting trail. I know they went up against each other at the elite at 11 and stuff too. But then, uh, Quinn, Ewers, Quinn Ewers, who is like a mixture of dog, the bounty hunter, Trevor Lawrence and Johnny football in terms of what he looks like. And a little, Joe. was here day another five-star guy, number one player in the 2022 class reclassifies, in roles he's there now so he can earn money off name image and likeness. And he's not, would it be surprising if he played at some point later in the year? Uh, maybe, I don't know, but that's a quarterback room now where one or two of those guys and, and maybe three of
0: those guys at some point in their career are not going to finish their careers at Ohio state. Oh, 100. There's no chance, especially not with yours reclassifying and coming in early. So yeah, that's, I mean, quarterback, it's crazy to say, by far this team's biggest question
1: mark going into the year. And it seems like for mm-hmm. the first time in a while, they have a legitimate battle going on there too. Now they've got a couple, a couple five-star guys. I know CJ Stroud, if that name sounds familiar to Michigan fans, that was a recruit, a late recruitment from a couple of years ago, a guy who kind of blew up late when Michigan needed someone to replace J.D. J.D. Johnson. They made a push for CJ Stroud. Stroud wants up going to Ohio state. Michigan gets Dan Valari, who sounds like he'll see the field this year. As, Taysom Hill, 2.0, baby. Uh, the maize and blue Taysom Hill. So that's a little interesting link, link uh, there. But, yeah, I mean, they have every, they have everything they need here. They have, I mean, even the run game, Master Teague, Trevion Henderson. They they have everything they need if, if they get good
0: quarterback play. And they might not even need elite quarterback play, but they have everything they need here to – but do they have – so here's my question. Do they have everything they need defensively? Because they weren't that good last year, and nope. they lose damn near – they lose all of their linebackers pretty much. P. Warner, Tough Borland, Baron Browning, they're all gone. They lose Sean Wade, and I understand he was a huge disappointment last year, but they lose like a ton defensively, and they weren't good last year defensively. Yeah. So I think their, their
1: defensive line is is going to be extremely good, and you can always yeah. kind of bet on that.
0: Oh, they only have, the, what, the number four and five prospects, both playing defensive line coming in. Jack Sawyer and uh, JT Tumalau. I, I probably absolutely butchered that, but that they were fun. number four, number five, you know, coming in. And they're probably going to be oh, Zach Harrison also there. Yeah, awesome. Thanks a lot, uh, Madison, on that one. <laughs> I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade here. Like, this is
1: the most talented team north of the – North of SEC country by far. This is a team that has talent that matches up with Clemson, Ohio, State, or it is Ohio state, Georgia, Alabama is probably ex- the exception to that though. Ohio state has been recruiting at that Alabama type level. You have to call a spade a spade. And as much as we want to downplay it, this is uh this, this team, this program is a machine. Now, to me, the biggest question with them moving forward, as they move further away from, we, we made a joke in the last episode about Barry Alvarez being a like a shadow head coach for them. There are still people down there who believe that Urban Meyer is kind of like the shadow head coach because he's still he's still around down there. He does the hmm. TV thing. Well, no, he's not. He's with the he's Jack with Jacksonville now. Yeah. So what happens when? What happens when? The. Again, that that's a conspiracy thing. But I'm the further we get away from the Urban Meyer led Ohio State Buckeyes, how is this gonna look? Is this
0: guy gonna wind up being um you know someone who Well, Justin Fields was a godsend, first and foremost. Let, let's talk about that. Ryan Day's first year, if he's rolling with Tathan Martell, yeah, I don't think it goes as well for Ohio. He's on his twelfth team now, by the way. Yeah. You know, like he was a godsend for Ryan Day in his first year. Ryan Day is an incredible coach. Do not get me wrong. But Justin Fields has a legit chance to be the best quarterback in this past draft class. And that's saying something like that dude was unreal. I I think he was the most accurate passer in college football history or something like that. He he did complete 70% of his passes for 2,100 yards, 22 touchdowns and six interceptions last year. Yeah, I want to
1: read an anonymous quote from... I guess it's another Big Ten coach speaking privately. This is from the Athlon preview. Defensively, they learned a hard lesson against Alabama. The secondary was bad in the title game. That's their weakness, I guess. The problem with that, and I think this is an excellent point, the problem is that there are only three or four teams in the country that that can't expose that, Mm -hmm. and none of them play in the Big Ten.
0: Fair. So that's kind of where we're at right now. They're, Unless they're, when we get to the Michigan preview, we've got some Devonte Smith-esque players <laughs> receiving core. Well, I'll tell you, they
1: we'll we'll talk about that later on. I think that that Michigan offense. AJ Henning. I think that Michigan offense has a chance to maybe
0: be something, but this is the Ohio State uh, episode. We're not going to kid ourselves here. Right. So. I mean, but yeah, like you, like you said, quarterback is still like, I don't care. It's still a, a question mark. And I understand, look, it, it's happened many a times. We've seen it. We've seen the starting quarter. We've seen Braxton Miller go down and then JT Barrett comes in and then he goes down and then Cardale Jones comes in and think about this we, we've too. seen it done. Do I, and then who, who went down uh, in the, was a 2017 game when Dwayne Haskins came in and decided oh, he was, was uh, going to take Barrett? over Yeah. JT Barrett goes down and Dwayne Haskins comes in and like, I get it, you know, whoever it is is probably going to be just fine. But until we know it, it is very much a question mark. Well, there a,
1: there's a reason that like the narrative in the NFL is we don't take chances on Ohio state guys, because it's an extremely quarterback friendly offense and they play um, at least with Ryan day. Now they play an extremely quarterback. You know, he has a, a quarterback friendly head coach. So it's one of those situations where, yeah, we can question that all we want about their quarterback situation. It might be some of the same questions we have about Michigan's quarterback, but who has the track record of developing those guys into the type of passers that, and maybe it's not CJ Stroud. And maybe it's not Jack Miller. Maybe it's Kyle McCord, Maybe Quinn Ewers is on this super insane trajectory. Um, I'm not even sure if he's actually on campus as of recording this yet.
0: Like at the end of the day, but also the differences between urban Meyer and Ryan days, urban Meyer, you know, he took a few deep shots here and there, but he was very much a lateral run sort of guy. And he's hitting, you know, like intermediate short zones and holes in the defense. Ryan day is taking the entire offense vertical. And yeah. Justin Fields fit perfectly for that. And the can CJ Stroud do that is when yeah. Ewers going to be ready. If, if, if CJ Stroud can't like, that is the thing we haven't seen anyone with a Ryan day, completely controlled offense other than Justin Fields. Yeah. Since he came over from Boston college. Right. And that's
1: again, dogs drinking water to distract me here, but that's where it's like Ohio state do do you have to be even like you have to be ready to play obviously, but they do such a good job of scheming guys wide open that mm-hmm. that was the biggest knock on the Fields for with draft guys was that hey this he's throwing to wide open guys and not ever having to make a read so right. again if it's not like it will be one of those guys that that comes out and does the thing eventually I think. What's it going to take to topple that? I mean, you—if you're a team that wants to beat the Buckeyes, you have to outscore the Buckeyes. And and mm-hmm. Ohio State's defense being as porous as it was last year, probably aids. That might aid in that, but you know, at some point, this can't last forever, right? It just can't be. It's it's like the <laughs> famous last words. <laughs> right. Yeah. We know the. Uh, don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. And it feels like. It feels like this episode is us trying to talk ourselves and there being some kind of weakness somewhere, but it's... it's,
0: Hey, man, that first game is not going to be easy, I don't think. No. Because I think Minnesota's returning a lot, and I, I know people are going to pencil in Ohio State. Ohio State should be favored in this game. Ohio State should win this game, but I don't think Minnesota's going to make it that easy on them. You travel there on a Thursday, and then you've got whoever the quarterback is, whoever it is, they got to go against KV on Thibodeau, in game number two.
1: Yeah, that's that's a that's as tough a one-two to start the season as there can be, and we know that that Oregon game won't be a night game because Michigan and Washington have the night game on that night. But yeah, you, you'd think you'd probably give Ohio State the nod in that game because Oregon's traveling across the country and playing an east yeah. coast game. But man, could there is could could it happen? Could Let's just say CJ Stroud doesn't play very well. Whoever starts at quarterback doesn't play very well. Could this team start Owen two? I don't. Here's a hot take for you. I think there's a better chance that Ohio state starts Owen two than Michigan starts Owen two. That's not that hot of a take because Michigan's playing
0: Western to start the yeah, year, but yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah, but, I but it's Ohio state. Like it's a, team it's a fact like, I agree with you on that anyway. And then they make a
1: quarterback change, beat up on Tulsa and Akron, run the table the rest of the year, right? That, that's what, that's what would happen. But, yeah, I mean, you look at where they could be tripped up here. They go to Indiana, which that's going to be October 23rd. I think once you get out of that Oregon game on September 11th, that's kind of going to be the next
0: game that you have circled. Okay, let's see what's going on yep. here. Um, that's a tough State. one too there too. Penn State the following week, man. That's that's two really two one two back to backs. And Penn State always, Penn State always gives them
1: trouble. They always have trouble with Penn State. They didn't, well, they didn't last year, but it happens from time to time. Dame, that James Franklin
0: has been has gotten really close there a few times. I think if of the, that. That was the, that was the perfect encapsulation of us trying to talk ourselves into Ohio state, not being that good right there. They always have trouble with Penn state. Well, it happens from time to time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, whenever I think of Ohio state and Penn state,
1: I think of that game from, I want to say 2018 where Penn state has the ball on its fourth and eight and they, they just like run the ball up the middle or something. It was something ridiculous or they tried. I I don't know, but it it was pathetic Uh, from there at Nebraska, Purdue and Michigan state at home at Michigan to end the year. Like
0: that's such a nice November, man. That's the thing. If they lose one of those two games to begin the year, Minnesota, or Oregon, it doesn't even matter because that November is so friendly that they have to get through the middle of the schedule and they are going to wax the rest of that schedule hopefully not in the big house, but let's be honest here. But I mean, just wax them. In and then it'd be like, Oh, Ohio state's playing, you know, like one of the best teams in the country. They're going to put them in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I don't, I, I, they're so good. It hurts. I hate
0: it. When is it going to change? It, it, can, can Michigan, this we might can't be even, the one. We can't even hope for like a scandal now with the new NIL rules. It's, it, Never, never rule out the chances of a good scandal there.
1: (laughs) It's always, it always be in the cards, but man, oh man. I mean, I I, I look, look,
0: I I think their, I think their defense is going to leave a lot to be desired. They've got question at quarterback position. If there's ever a time where someone else wins the East, it's going to be this year. But we also said the same thing a few times before. So it is what it is.
1: I don't think the talent gap between Ohio State and Michigan this year is as wide as it's been in the last. Couple no,
0: years. I I don't either. But the quarterback play for Michigan, we'll get into that, is going to determine a lot of things. Yeah, it,
1: that's going to determine it for both of these teams.
0: And and if if it
1: if on like on paper, it looks like the defense for them is a big question mark. Obviously, quarterback. A lot of it, like the narratives for both teams, albeit on much different scales. Michigan and Ohio State are similar, and they're like, "Hey, we feel like we're close on offense. We need good quarterback play. Hey, the defense wasn't great last year, but a couple tweaks here and there, we think we could be right back in the thick of things." Judging how these teams, these two teams, look from week one to week twelve or or thirteen, because they'll have the bye weeks, it's gonna be pretty fascinating to me. Um, I'm not sitting here. I'm not gonna sit here and predict that. Michigan and Ohio State are on this crash course to meet. I joked about it in the last episode, but I don't think we're looking at those two teams playing for the Big Ten East on November 27th because I think Michigan will have lost a couple games by them. But can I I make a bold prediction here this year or or should I save it for the Michigan episode?
0: Well, here's a bold prediction for you because the Vegas over-under set at 11. They did not do us any favors here. I'm going to tell you right now I'm taking the under 100% taking the under here because in order to win an over bet, they cannot lose a single game. Nope. And even with their best teams, they have faltered in each, not, not including last year because they only played six games or not even right. Yeah. Yeah. They played six, um, but including the big 10 championship, but, In their best year, they always found a way to just, like, lose one random game. For the most part, outside of 2019.
1: Uh, See, this is what people, like, when we do over-unders, we're not, when we make a pick, like, I'm not telling you this is what I think their record's going to be. Well, to a certain
0: extent, yes, but. I'm telling you what the better bet to make is. What what is the more likely scenario? Because the numbers at eleven, if they go eleven and one, you push. What is the more likely scenario that they go ten and two, or that they go twelve and zero? And with this defense, the question marks at quarterback. I think it's a resounding the likelier chance is them going ten and two than twelve and zero.
1: I mean, you're going to get you're going to get much better odds if you
0: pick the under, and and that's. Mm. They have to go to Indiana, to Minnesota, Oregon, and the non-com. I'm taking the to over go to Michigan. I'm taking the
1: over because you know what? They're going to do what they've always done. They're going to steamroll right. everyone <laughs> on their schedule. They're going <laughs> to pull a,
0: a star quarterback out of their ass and do it for the next five to six the years. The whole damn podcast you've been talking yourself into them not being as good, and you're just like, I they're going 12-0. <laughs> I can't. It's 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 just going to happen. <laughs>
1: it's going to happen. I mean, yeah, Minnesota could give them some problems, but this isn't, uh, this isn't Michigan going there. And well, that's a bad example. Michigan went there in week one last year and blew them out, but Ohio's like, they haven't, they have the track record. Yeah. It's they're probably going to go undefeated again. I don't, I let let me say this. I don't think you should, if, if you don't make this bet, don't make this bet. Don't don't do it. Don't don't touch this one out of all of them on this list. There's nothing to, unless you are some kind of soothsayer
0: that sees them. I wait, what was your first of all, what was your bold prediction? I was, I was going <laughs> to say that <laughs> I
1: was going to say that Michigan will play a close game with them this year. OK, that's after I but that's, then I just said. I followed that up and and said that they're going to steamroll the, I don't think they're going to steamroll uh, this entire schedule, but I do think they will find a way to win every game. So with them, I think the only thing that might be scarier with this team than this over the over set at 11 is the point spreads. I think this could be a team that plays a lot closer games with teams. that has no business playing, but then when it plays the best teams on their schedule, they'll probably show up and, and, do what they normally do. So.
0: I will also give a piece of gambling advice here. Uh, if you, instead of, if you were to legitimately go to the book and be like, yeah, I'm going to take the over here. If you legit think they're going to go 12 and 0 you're in a much better. It's way better for you to bet every single money line game and just keep compounding your winnings. Yeah. Um, If you're going to bet this, you should be. I, I, so
1: I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is going to go over, but if you're going to bet this, you should bet the under. Cause you're yeah. I think you're going to make your money on some of these other ones here, namely a team like Minnesota, who I think their over under was what, like six and a half or something like that. Yeah. You're going to make money elsewhere. So if you're going to bet this, at least bet the under, cause there's value in that. Um,
0: but I, I just, I look at this team as, just yeah. from an implied odds thing, like I haven't looked at the spreads, but I'm from an implied odds thing, I think it's much more likely that, that they lose two games than win all of them. But like, if, if you're looking for When's the last game, time like, Ohio State football lost two games in a season in a regular season, 20, 2016, right? Oh, no, they don't, no, not 2016, uh, 2017, lost to Oklahoma and at Iowa. Okay,
1: so it can happen. It's a once in every five years. Ago. Once in every five years. Who's this? Here it is. There you go. Yeah. You should bet the under, but I'm picking the over here because I'm boring. So and I'm weak. I'm boring. I'm weak. I'm beaten down. It's this battered Wolverine syndrome. I spent a whole episode trying to find a crack somewhere and, and I can't find one. I can't.
0: I I feel like we made some cases that there are some cracks, but they just Like the anonymous, like the anonymous quote said, Anthony, there's cracks, but there's very few teams that can exploit them. Right. Oddly enough, if one of those cracks
1: is the defense and people will think this is blasphemy. I think there's a chance that Michigan could get them into a game because of their defense or because of, so like when I say, I guess the hyperbole of they're going to steamroll through the schedule, like they're not going to, I don't see them steamrolling through the schedule but I do think they will go undefeated. And I think that, uh, God, just someone trip them up somewhere. I I would love for Michigan to be that team,
0: but we go by what's going to happen is, is if they get tripped up, it's just going to be Oregon. It's a non-conference game. And then they just go undefeated in the big 10 with the big 10 championship and they're in the playoff. Yeah. Because we have no reason to believe that the football gods are going to reverse their fortunes.
1: Right. So, It just, it just, it keeps, it just keeps working out for them. It's like the Jesse Pinkman. They can't keep getting away with
0: this, right? But they do. Good news is can I, can I do a breaking bad spoiler? Is that allowed? Or is it too early still? Uh, That show ended like eight years ago. Of course you can. Well, yeah. Walter White ends up dying at the end. All right. So yeah. Well, eventually. Eventually. I don't know, man. I, I,
1: I was looking forward to this one. And now I feel uh, I, I, I'm I, I I wish I had I wish I had better outlooks for this. But but you know what? It would be so hacky to come on here and tell you ten reasons why Ohio State's overrated and why Michigan has a chance this year. Like let's I think I'm not gonna done, do that. No, I think what what we've done best with these is call a spade a spade. Um, I also don't I think I I don't think we fluffed Ohio State either. I think
0: they, they have a lot going for them. Uh, Look, but man, a there's lot. a there's a really good chance this is 2018 Ohio State. Could be, you know that they they only lost one game that year in the regular season. You know, like there there's a good chance. They get decent quarterback play, and Dwayne Haskins with a little more than decent, but it wasn't like he was, you know, setting the world on fire. He, he had a lot of, he, he did all year, kind of what he did to Michigan, a lot of crossing routes and things like that. He just ended up throwing for a ton of touchdown passes, but the defense was super suspect. They were in a bunch of shootouts, and they end up winning the Rose Bowl.
1: Yeah, I could see that type of season for them. Yeah, I, I, I hope it changes. I hope they go zero and twelve. I hope a sinkhole. Opens at midfield and swallows them whole in week one, but those things won't happen. So um until someone knocks them off that perch, like all it, all it's going to, I say all it's going to take, but you just get one. And now we're talking like from a Michigan perspective, you can just find a way to get one. Yeah. Who knows what that does for you, but we'll see. I don't want to, uh, we don't provide false hope here. I think
0: something our site and our podcast have done a really good job of. Our God, this it, this podcast has never once provided a false hope. I don't think, especially on that front, man. I, I feel like if anything, we're on the other side of that. No, no, there um, there have been times. Don't check the
1: receipts, people. We don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to see them. But yeah, uh, I'm glad. And I'll say this because we've gone a little longer this is the wrap on this mini portion of the series. Like I said, we're going to do the Michigan preview for August 23rd, which will be longer than this. We'll go a little more in depth. Mm -hmm. It's going to essentially be our preseason show. And then the week after that it's game week. So I'm excited that we got all these in the can. I think they were good. I I appreciate Luke and, and his guiding hand. I mean, I don't think it's any secret that, one third of of what our secret sauce has been for the last couple of years hasn't been here, but I've, I've, I've loved how these have turned out. And Luke, Mm -hmm. you're a maestro. And and like I said, uh, it's been, it's been a pleasure to do these. So I'm excited for the last one where we can actually talk about the team that we
0: have a legitimate vested interest in. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun, man. These have been a blast. I hope you, the listener, has, has enjoyed them as well because they've just been a lot of fun to make. And it's good for us because usually I would skim these teams, you know, and whoever Michigan was playing, I, I'd kind of look at them, you know, the, the week prior. But this has uh, really helped my interest in the Big Ten as a whole as well. Well, just think of all the opportunities for cold takes that we've let out. Oh, there. my God. Oh,
1: way we've, too many. We've talked about 13 teams at about a half hour a piece. So that's like four, what, four or five hours of content? Yeah. there There's so much in there. So it's going to be like someone flips through this big book and point to a page and go,
0: In the Iowa episode,
1: yeah. you said that Spencer <laughs> Petras was a substandard quarterback.
0: You know, but hey, yeah. we'll probably bat 50 50 on all of our takes. That's fine. Um, the, the best thing about that is that we're upfront about that. So. We're, we're not, we're not, the, the key is nothing I could possibly say on any of these is worse than my Joan Howard take. So <laughs> we're not any smarter than a lot of you guys are. We just have a microphone and you have to listen to us. So that's right. So, well, why don't you close this out? All right. Absolutely. So this has been our 13th show. As Anthony mentioned, we will have a 14th coming up on August 23rd. But if you want to listen to our other 12, every single team in the Big Ten, we have previewed. Other than Michigan so far, Anthony, where can they find those? Well, it is on the Maze and Brew podcast feed, which you're listening to right now. Obviously, you found it, but spread the
1: word. I mean, we are we continue to kind of grow this community and, and what, it, what it can be, and the possibilities are still endless. And I'm really excited for what's to come this year. I think this is really – I'll save that for the Michigan preview episode. But you can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher. All of the links to our social media are in the description below uh, for this show. So you can find me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. And like I said, leave us, leave us the good reviews, the five-star reviews, keep them coming. I might have something coming that might, uh, you know, grease, the grease, the wheels of you guys, you know, some incentive for leaving some positive feedback, maybe Ooh. SB nation legal is, is about to yank me off the stage with a, with a cane <laughs> here, but, um, yeah. Thank you for following. We we love feedback. We're here. We're here if nothing else to provide like some lighthearted conversation for you guys. So thank you for your support.
0: Yeah. And make sure to join the uh, discord as well, because that is going that it's, it's been great all off season, which I've been very impressed by, but it's going to get pretty awesome. Uh, once we get a little closer to football here. So make sure you find our amazing brew discord channel as well, because we had a lot of different subgroups on there football, basketball recruiting. It's all there. Go check it out. You can find me on Twitter at Luke L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Make sure to check out the amazing brew site because a lot of great content is going to really start to, to be pumping out here uh, as it has been all year. But as we get closer, man, it gets uh, to be a whole lot of fun. As Anthony said, subscribe rate, Leave a review. We appreciate all the feedback. So for Anthony Broom, I'm Luke Yardi. Stick around for our next episode, which we'll be taking a look at the Michigan Wolverines. We'll see you then.